All right, we're live. Comedy Stains with Corky and Dave. How you doing, Corky? Hey, what's the buzz? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. That's your uh, that's your new catch tag now, huh? Well, not that now. Oh, one of them. I like it, dude. What's the buzz? I heard somebody saying it last night, even on Instagram Live. I'm not gonna say who, but it was a female. So you can really? on, dude. Mm-hmm. What's the buzz? My Hitachi What's the one. Buzz? Really? No. Was it? What? what uh, can I get some what clues about where it was? Um. I mean, I don't want to necessarily be telling on anybody, but Don Barris was in the room. So. Uh, I hear that guy likes to fuck. Does he? I, that's what I've heard. Word on the street. Not of course, sure. Though. Joining oh. us today, as you can see, are two special guests, our friends Quinn and Mr. C. And let me spell that correctly. It's M-I-S-T-A space S-E-E, like see with your eyes. And we got right. Quinn. But I like Quinn and I like Mr. C. This is the first time meeting both of them. Nah, I'm just joking. But anyway, uh, the uh, Mr. Don Barris, I wanted to say this. It, for some reason, I'm reminded of a roast from uh, Nikki Glazer to Dom Irera. Which is, oh, you sleepy potato. And every time I see Dom now, he just looks like a sleepy potato. I don't know if that's a compliment. Or... Oh, I don't think anyone would want to be called a potato. Who and wants it, to be it, Irish? Not me. In this day and age? No. Irish need not apply. Hey, I remember this one time. This Irish guy, he came up to me. And it was like 1930s. And he's like... Hey man, I'm an Irish guy. I run an Irish gang. I wear a crazy hat. You don't want any part of this lifestyle. <laughs> and I was like, "All right." End scene. I got the hat. Is that was that a Corky time? <laughs> yeah, a little mini one. Corky morning. Sometimes I just have Corky timeette syndrome. And I just, I just, I just come out with them. <laughs> What'd you say? You have a certain type of syndrome, definitely, according to certain ex cast members. Oh, <laughs> that's for certain. <laughs> well, I mean, we have we have different lifestyles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and this would be the young home terrorist we're talking about. No, uh, the I, one that called know. me the R word. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, be respectful. Yeah. Yes. I wish. <laughs> Redditor, which is the worst insult. <laughs> Redditor, possible. dude. Re Reddit uh -huh. is a. Uh, I feel so bad. That's the one. <laughs> I guess quote unquote social media slash news time. That's the first public square that got perverted. That that like people uh -huh. really cared about. That just it's complete utter nonsense. Now it's all a single point of view. They're all bots. It's all paid for content. Mm -hmm. There's nothing real on it anymore. You got to be like. I don't think it was the first well, though. What's okay, worse, Facebook maybe Tumblr I mean, would have been the no, first. Hmm. Honestly, guys, I'm old, right? I'm 45. I've been around since the beginning of the internet. They did it to MySpace. They did it to Black Planet. Every time you get a new thing, first it's cool, and everybody fucks with it. Then it gets popular. Then the rich fucks find out about it. They're doing it to SoundCloud right now. All the famous oh, people yeah. are on it. Jeez. Then they dump their money. Then every hit you get up is a goddamn bot. Facebook right now, those Bitcoin fucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's happening. The games, once you see the games start showing up, Gangster Paradise and all that bullshit, and the advertisements come in, once the money comes in, because it's free and mm -hmm. it's love at first, but once the money yeah. comes in, toxic capitalism shows itself. And it always comes back around. There we go. Yeah. We were talking about toxic capitalism before. 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I prefer the why. term corporatism. Yes. Myself, but basically the same thing. Corporatism, exactly. That's exactly what yeah. it is. That absolves greedy rich fucks that aren't corporate. <laughs> yeah. The uh, isn't it funny I, that we just recently have gotten over the anytime somebody says that one time or this one time people would have to go a band camp and we just got over it today i don't know band camp's pretty dope i I get a lot of good music there i want to go to a band camp where we get to play the like 12 bar blues you go like it also lets me download flack and it doesn't like it doesn't tank my computer when i go to their website like itunes does itunes literally fucking does destroys my internet when i open it let me let me paint a picture for you that we were just talking about, which is Discord is now being purchased by uh, Microsoft, most likely for about ten billion dollars. Um, and they will, uh, so they will they'll, they'll ruin it, obviously. And I also think this has something to do with the fact that you know how Clubhouse is basically only on iOS. Yeah, I think now. So what Discord is going to do is they've already said that or ios has said that they're going to be blocking any nsfw channels from yeah. completely being used on ios and now sure. that the and now the whole channel instead of each individual sub channel will now get an nsfw rating if it has um so they're already destroying it yeah corporate yeah. toxicity yeah. right now Dude, fucking, have you ever listened to Scars on Broadway, which is the guitarist from System of a Down's band? I have He's also the singer. Out. I'll check it out. I haven't. That's one of the reasons why they, I think they had turmoil is because the guitarist wrote all, Darren, he wrote all the music and all the lyrics to 99% of the songs. Yeah. And Serge, you know, sang, which is great, but I think yeah. he, he isn't the last shirt like, for mesmerize and hypnotize, right? That's like yeah, and then they, they did a mesmerize hypnotize album which is has a lot of Darren singing, you know? So you can already tell where I was trying to go with this. He's like, I wanna sing. They're my songs. I mean, he ain't wrong. He ain't I heard wrong. that I heard that the uh bassist of uh, System of a Down. He is a uh, fan of the Ding Dong show, I heard. I've heard That'd that too. Pretty cool. Which means he's only one step away from being a fan of Comedy Stains. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a question. What is your Comedy Stain? Was there some moment in your life that was like, you know how they talk about ducks? The first time they see like their mom or something or go- geese, they're like, it's like an, it's in, it's an uh, impression put on you. They're like It's ingrained in yeah. your mind forever. Who was like your first Quinn? Who was your first comedy stain? I mean, if we're talking about like who got me, and what got me into however comedy, however you honestly, see fit, my friends. Uh, remember Shakespeare? Enough, it was stain on the yeah. soul, baby. Yeah. Funnily <laughs> enough, it was Louis C.K. who left apparently a lot of comedy stains on a lot of rugs. <laughs> but, uh, it was listening to Louis C.K. on Opie and Anthony, yeah. which is what got me into comedy. That was the start, day. I think. Um. But uh, I think actually no, it was the show Louie, and then I started listening to him on Opie and Anthony. Yeah, and granted, in and high school I had an I had a, an XM like mo um, the mobile one the back when it was still XM and I had a like what's the portable one the I can't right. remember what it was called the, the little walkie. Yeah, the little I still have it. It doesn't work, but it was it was fun. I listened to a lot of comedy on that. Mm-hmm. But those days are kind of lost in my head. 
I vaguely remember stuff about him. Like I remember playing Black on the Xbox. That was pretty dope. But in terms of comedy, I'd always listened to like comedy on the MiFi. It was called a MiFi. And oh, I do um, remember that, actually. Yeah, they, they were giving away device. those for a little while. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I listened to Louis C.K. on Opie and Anthony. Then I uh, followed Anthony to his new network, the Kumia Network. When mm-hmm. it Compound um, Media. Yeah, back when it was still the Kumia Network. Actually. Oh right, right. When he got fired, and yeah. uh, then I found Legion of Skanks. Yes. Uh, and then I left with them uh, to Gas Digital. Although I did see. The thing that really got me more into actually performing comedy was on um, what got me into the Ding Dong show specifically, though. Into comedy was kind of Legion of Skanks, those guys, but into the Ding Dong show specifically was uh, actually the Gavin McGinnis show on on Anthony Cumia Network. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I can't hate Gavin because of this, as cringes yeah. as I, his stuff is. Is it, though? Uh, some I've of never heard his stand up. I've never heard his like actual stand up before. It, so it was he pulled his dick out in, at the stand. It was pretty oh, cringe. That's stupid. Uh, because he thought he could do a comics job, and he just thought it was just being vulgar and pulling his dick out on stage. Which, granted, a funny bit, but I mean, if, it, he, if it's know. funny, then I guess it's funny. But it's I mean, it, it wasn't really other than yeah. just laughing. At his, it was awkward. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, nine times out of ten, which pulling your dick valid. out is awkward. We yeah, just, I wouldn't recommend doing it on stage your first time. Great, <laughs> wouldn't be a good. That wouldn't be a thing. Oh, I would fir- that recommend. was his first time. Yeah. Well, what yeah. about you, so um, Miss? Oh, I'm sorry. Continues. No, no. no. Oh Continue. yeah, I was. No, I was still no. babbling, but um. No, no, you keep babbling. So then like, basically, I I went to a. It, it. That's how I found out about Windy City Heat because that Gavin had, uh, I should say William Randolph Hearst had um Don on his show, and I researched into Windy City Heat through that. Got obsessed. And then through Legion of Skanks, Big J Okerson did a thing at the comedy store, and I stayed for Don. And then I discovered the and Jason Tebow in the back, because mm-hmm. Don does a lot of crowd work. Oh yeah. And so he had me tell a joke because I was sitting up front. I always sit up front in comedy shows just because I like to. I like to be there, and um, so he had me tell a joke, and then Jason Tebow in the back said, "Hey, this guy's make it would make a good ding donger." Thus, I stayed for the Ding Dong show the next week. Wow. And yeah. that's how Before that, I'd done two ended. sets of comedy ever. One in some shitty motel. That was my first time. And the second time was on Kill Tony, actually. Sick. Hmm. How did that go? And that actually... those are, I've always done well on Kill Tony, even though Tony and me kind of have, like, I don't know. A, I guess I play up the animosity a lot, but, he, you know, he's pretty shitty to me last I saw him. Brandon, yeah, right. he's always been very nice to me prior to that. I don't and, know and, well, he's always nice. He's very nice off stage, but on the show, it's, it's no, this show. was off stage. He's oh, always, he was always off okay. stage. Pretty nice to me and on stage. Pretty nice to me. Oh, okay. Are you talking about in the, in the sacred ground? No, this was in the <laughs> OR one night. He just started calling me a retard and like saying uh, none of my jokes hit and I should be muted for like a six months period or something. Wow. I don't know why. <laughs> He's always been very nice. And actually, my my videos, when clipped, like they do very well, actually, on YouTube. Not on my channel, of course, but off channel. <laughs> when it specifically clips of me on Kill Tony, right. they've gotten very well, good reception. Good. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I don't understand why he was shitty to me that either. last time, but whatever. It doesn't, like, yeah. you know. It's okay. I, I actually it's... still respect him as a comic. I think I... Yeah. I'm disturbed at how similar my energy feels to him in terms of what I do, which is little quips and jabs, like interruptions and shit like that. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. It no, kind of sucks that I, I kind of am following a Tony Hinchcliffe kind of path in that way, <laughs> where Ooh. it's that I think it's a similar energy. It's not like necessarily, a, of course, like not, as, not as good. Maybe that's why he doesn't like you. You're in his face. I don't know. Or maybe it was maybe weird. The, him the being one he got mad at. I don't know. The one he got mad at was was the stupidest one to be mad at. It's like he tried to claim ownership over Hogwarts as an STD joke. He, <laughs> I don't know. Was, I don't know how facetious he was being because I'm on the spectrum and don't like understand certain social cues. <laughs> but um, spectrum he, of what he was like autism. Oh, okay. uh, but he was he was claiming like that Hogwarts as a STD joke. Like, oh, I wrote that for the culture roast. And it's like. Bro, you really want to claim a joke that was legitimately hacked in 1997 when the first book was released? <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> That's not the one to get mad about. The Ann Coulter roast. When was that? Yeah, I, was I like don't know mid- if it was the Ann Coulter roast. I think it was. I think that maybe. was what he claimed. I don't know. I don't watch roast. Or, or not the Ann, Well, they call it the Ann Coulter roast, but it was actually the roast of... Uh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, that's what it was, actually. <clears throat> okay, what about you, Mr. C? Give us some of yeah. your comedy stains. Um, well, my original comedy stain was actually a Eddie Murphy Raw. First stand-up I ever saw. Dad brought it in the house. I was motherfucking hooked after that. Wanted to find out about Delirious, his first one before that. And then I got so addicted, I used to go back and buy the actual tapes of Red Fox, Ooh. Richard Pryor, and all the past guys who didn't have videos from all their like stand-up shows and whatnot. And I just yeah. was obsessed with it. And this was like when I was like 16, 17, uh, and, and further on, it's totally obsessed. But I never got into doing stand-up. As far as the Ding Dong show, it would be my man that has passed on. GT is fully responsible. He was doing music with Don, performing with the Armenian comedian. Oh, yeah. uh, he used to be on the show all the time, and he wanted oh, us okay. to come on. You know, comedians usually bring somebody to a place so they can get on stage. So I think he was bringing me the first couple of times. So he can be like, yeah, I brought somebody. Let me perform. But <laughs> eventually, I actually got hooked. I went a couple of times. You know, the first time at the Ding Dong show, it's like, what the fuck is going on in here? Like, what the fuck? Number one, is this guy going to fight somebody? Is somebody getting raped? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Why do they have this retarded serpent guy? What the fuck is going on? And we, the term back, is now redacted, yeah, Mr. Steve. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. say retarded anymore. Redacted. There you go. Don't and call then, Corky that again. Come on. And then you come back, and then yeah. you get it. This is the new Andy Kaufman. Don Barris. New Andy Kaufman. Ooh. Oh, shit. That, I, actually, that's a new fact for me. I didn't know uh, Don Barris knew Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's also, actually, Don really likes being compared the Windy City Heat stuff. Being compa- that was one of that's something that Don, when is mentioned, is he like lights up about Windy City Heat being. Com- I think it was. I think it might have been Kimmel that compared, uh, Jimmy. Or I think Jimmy Kimmel compared it to, um, Kaufman stuff. Like where it's Kaufman was one guy playing a joke on the world, yeah. whereas Windy City Heat is the world playing a joke on one guy it's in the inverse of andy kaufman ah, which honestly is as, as a as an allegory or not an allegory as a when, as a comparison is very apt i think when did they say when when did you hear that don knew him because i only knew that, that he was a fan of him but I, I didn't know that he knew him don's been performing a long time i'm pretty sure they've at least <laughs> met oh shit well <laughs> i i know that he started the same year that uh andy passed away Really? Well, he he went to L.A. the same year. Oh, maybe that's the way. <laughs> I would imagine they met once. Over here. I mean, it could have been some overlap, but like maybe met him. But I know he was a big influence. I'm pretty sure he was a big influence. Well, he yeah. said he was a big fan. Don is a big fan of Andy Kaufman. 
Yeah, because Kaufman was brilliant, legitimately. Yeah, crazy, but that's that's the thing. Typically, they're both. That line is very blurred. Very particular. Yeah, what about you, Cork? Why don't you give me some of your comedy stains? This is this is gonna oh. turn into a nice little uh, okay. segment here. We got some right. stuff to talk about though. After this, trust me. Yeah, I would say it's very it's interesting. My my perception of of just humor as a, as an industry. You know what I mean? Like I look back and I think about like seeing the specials on like Showtime and HBO with my family. That'd be like uh, George Carlin, um, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, the, all those guys that had like the the major specials. And then later on, as like a teenager, I would uh, giggle and laugh to stuff like Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, but like great. somewhere, such a unique guy. And somewhere between those two eras of my life i there was like a connection where i was like wait a second all these guys that i like in all those movies started out on the stage and i thought that was really interesting people like uh you know eddie murphy i didn't know that he was like a comic and yeah and just all these really cool people and then even like you know adam sandler and and then you and then i find out about like the whole improv connection and all that and it just becomes a really fun and interesting world that I wanted to know more about. And but it's it weird because the moment that that really popped in my head when you were just talking about comedy scene being as like a moment in your life is when the night I uh, I guess I I, uh, I went on the uh, the original room stage to do the the human pyramid uh-huh. at the end of the original <laughs> night yeah. with uh, Don because it was like. I never thought I'd ever be able to stand on that on on that stage and think like, "Wow, this is where like people like Robin Williams mm-hmm. and all those guys were." And yeah, it's and then, you have a good, uh, nice respect for it. I mean, for me, it was like sort of the same thing. Oh, My, I saw, oh sorry, continue. I just want to say, I, I thought it was really funny because I, I I started to say stuff like that because. The, there was like like only a few people in the audience, and we were starting to do the thing, and they looked bored. and And uh, Don, he was kind of get the crowd kind of revved up a little bit, and then I was like, "Come on, everybody, this place!" Um, uh, and I started naming off the people. I was like, "It's like Richard Pryor performed here, and Robin Williams, all these guys. This place is great." And then <laughs> he goes, "Hey, w- way to be a human billboard." <laughs> <laughs> human pyramid, dude, not human billboard. No, because I don't know. That's what he called me, but I know. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I felt like it felt like for some reason that I knew that wouldn't be the first time. Like, it felt, but at the same time, I felt like I've done it a million times. Like, it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. You know? Yeah, because you've already you've been primed for it. I've I've dreamt a lot about it. There you go. That's visual, visualize and attack. You know what yeah. I mean? But the yeah, I mean, I started my I I saw my first special as eight years old. I saw Dana Carvey's critically acclaimed, and it was all about you know just a bunch of silly things, including OJ and everything, but also a bunch of silly things. 
and uh, then uh, and then like I and then I got really into like Dr. Katz, and then that opened my eyes up to like all the different comedians. And it was funny because those comedians at that time, like they could there was this was like that there was this was like almost their YouTube because they were doing their bits on stage but in a cartoon form and just reiterating the bits for like being being presented in front of the therapist. And I thought that that was such a fucking cool concept. I'm like, yeah, this is what I wanted. And then of course Louis C.K. just like was like, hell yeah, this fucking guy yeah. out here. Chappelle, when I saw Killing Him Softly, that put that made a a resounding effect on my whole life ever since. I was probably like, I mean, I was probably like 17 when I saw it. I didn't see it the first year. I probably saw it in like 2002 or 2003. And I was like just about to graduate from high school and high school. And like, I remember that like changing my perspective on everything. Yeah. Just what's funny and just holy shit. That, Dave Chappelle is maybe not my favorite comedian. I think maybe Louis C.K. is. But Killing Him Softly is definitely my favorite special of all time. Yeah. And then, yeah. But, yep. So, and here we are. Now we got comedy stains. Hey, so, but speaking of Dave Chappelle, did any of you guys see Donnell Rawlings uh, walking out on Kill Tony since we were kind of sort of talking about it? Uh, I didn't see it. No, I, I don't like. We're I don't talking. Know, I just about... haven't seen it. I've, I've, I saw some of that episode. I just, I kind of punched out because I was very drunk from a right. stream I'd done earlier that night. Mm. Where I watched this incel guy just stick some of his ass. babble jargon. Oh, I love Doomer incel jargon because they say it like, like I, I'm technically one of their people, an incel who's kind of nihilistic, but the jargon these people use that, like, like everyone's supposed to know what it means too, is my favorite part. Um, like what the f like this guy was using this term to describe I don't know what he was describing, but an oofy doofy. The fuck is that? Like, how am I supposed to take this man seriously about anything when he uses words like oofy-doofy? Like, I'm supposed to know what that means. Like, do I need to do homework to yes. know how to not get fucked? Sea I, potato I mean, that's mentions, the reason I get, don't get fucked is I do homework. Sea Potato mentions in chat, Horace and, Horace and Pete. It's a great show. Uh, I, I didn't see that. I wanted to, Ooh, though. It's a great I'm show. also a big fan of Kurt Metzger, who, was, who rose to prominence through that. Yeah. Big fan. As an yeah. Armenian, I'm a big fan of Kurt Metzger. He's not one of you. <laughs> no, I know that. But he did make he did say some shit about the Armenians, but like this is a joke. He made like a genocide yeah, no. joke, I think. I remember, like, I've made one too before. Yeah, I know. But they're, the, they're funny. They, they are funny. <laughs> Should we you want to no, trade, trade the Armenian genocide? It was very funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna get canceled. Shit, I no. live in Glendale. No, you, that was you a bad can only move. get you can only get canceled like if you're I guess a has been successful. You can't, <laughs> you can't really get canceled if you're a never was. Yeah, I know. No, I'm just joking. Oh man, though it was very funny that that these uh, uh, like three people like messaged Gas Digital about Kurt Metzger's Armenian genocide comments. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing anything stupid. Well, it is April, so we're coming up yeah. on another set of Armenian genocide jokes somewhere. Honestly, though, April is. I mean, this furthers my point uh, that April is a mo is a funny month. <laughs> it's got, got April got Fools. April Fools. The comedy store was started in April. A lot of comedy Easter. related events. Easter, yeah, Is also very funny. Yes. I mean, it's both the killing of Jesus and his rising, both very funny events. But also like Don's birthdays in Easter. Mine is Louis J. Gomez's birthday, both on the first. Um just oh, here's, the comedy hey. store was founded in April, I believe the seventh. 
can I tell you an August an, an August? I mean, can I tell you an April first birthday that will fucking blow your mind that I know right now? Yeah. It is it. um I can't remember her <laughs> name now, but it's gonna come to me soon. Sounds like uh, your mind was already blown. No. It was it's the it, oh uh, fuck. Is it D? No. The one of the ladies from Opie and Anthony, one of the old ladies that like uh went Lady that, Die. Lady Die. It's Lady She's Die's second, birthday though. on She's April, April 1st. April 2nd actually. No, it's not. It's April 1st. I'm pretty sure I remember when she revealed it, it was I she doesn't remember listen, anymore to be honest. Literally listened to it again today while cuz I've been I've been li- recently listening to old Opie and Anthony replays on. It used Good to be shit, Tef yeah. Patterns yes. uh, site but no longer Tef, Tef Patterns. Patterns. Oh wow, is that gone now? It's I don't think it's live anymore. Like Man, playing continues to live. So now I found another oh. one. Anyway. Yeah, that sucks. Also, the bonfire Crackly Crackle got fucked with. And Crackly Crackle actually used one of my pictures of Big J as their thumbnail, which was very, <laughs> that was an honor to me. Like, that was as, like, as much of an honor to me when the comedy, as when the comedy store put out one of my pictures of Earl Skakel as, like, a promotional image and when Earl used my photo as his promotional shit. That was uh, such an honor for me. Let me tell Granted, you. They, sorry, go on. No, let me, no, let me explain a little bit what happened with the Donnell thing real fast. So basically yeah. what happened was um, the, there's a, something called the golden ticket winner, which is if you order merch and you get a little golden ticket in your thing, it means that if they ever come to your town or somewhere near you or you, you got to go to a show, they will honor that ticket and allow you to do a minute on stage without being pulled from the bucket. Okay. <laughs> so there's this big black guy. His name is Alohim. Okay. Alo. Okay. Last name Heem. Yeah. Okay, and Donnell Rawlings is the guest, and he comes up, he does his set, he's fucking funny, and they sort of kind of start roasting each other a little bit, and yeah. Elohim drops a line that is fucking hilarious, which is, hey, I see you got uh, Air Force Ones on, did you get that before or after Dave Chappelle gave you the chain, or or before or after Chappelle gave you the chain, and the fucking place erupted, dude. And I think uh, Donnell got a little, you know, like a little like, ah, this guy fucked me up pretty good. And he's, yeah. he went on like a, you know, three or four minute like dropping knowledge rant where he got up during he got up to the front of the stage. He put his foot like on the on the, the speaker and shit, sort of like how Chappelle does it, starts to drop drop knowledge. And then I think he further got a little more butter when uh, Red Band did a little uh, gave him a little like, what do they call it? Um he gave him like a little sound bit, sound bite. Did he do the West Hollywood bear? Give him, he, did no, he give he him did. the Tim Dillon, as I call it? The <laughs> angry did. West Hollywood bear? <laughs> yeah, there you go. He gave him the, um, he just gave him the cat. Like the meow, like your time's uh, up cat, which is. Uh, the, that's which, a funny bit. Yeah. A, and then honestly, the other guy. Yeah. And so, and so he just, he went, sat down for a few more minutes and then just walked out. Yeah, that, that does suck. I, I don't know a lot of Donnell's stuff, to be honest. I do follow it's him, funny. but like. I, I I'm not gonna say he's not. I don't know his stuff. So yeah. I mean, if he if Chappelle worked with him, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Because um, Chappelle's like one of the smartest comics in the biz, in my opinion. So like, I I don't want to like disrespect Donnell. I just think yeah. Oof, that, it's not a good look. It's not a good look for Donnell. But I'm not gonna say that makes me respect him less because I don't. No. I mean, I don't know the man. I was like, you know what, fuck. I was, I, I was like, he's in the right to leave if he wants. If he feels disrespected Absolutely. or like doesn't is or his head's not in the show now because for whatever reason, yeah. like he just honestly, it might have been a smart idea too, to thinking it from that perspective. If his head's he no drink. longer in the show because he's self conscious yeah. about it. Yep. 
that might be a good decision. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I ain't gonna judge him for it. Any other thoughts, Mister? No, uh, no. It sounds like Donnell was got played and shit in his feelings was hurt because he called him Dave's little boy. Yeah, let's keep it. Yeah, you know, I, I do see hurt. why you so get awesome. mad about that. To be honest, especially as a comic, like I don't know. I always treat myself with more disrespect than I than I think anyone else will. Yeah, that's just my style. Is I I. This is kind of as far as I'm collected, or as far as I've been taught, is kind of more of an East Coast attitude where it's like, yeah, I ain't shit. Is that the kind of thing where I I kind of try to? It keeps me grounded personally. I try to kill off my ego as much as possible, just so I'm not hurt by the like. I'm not hurt more by, I'm hurt more by myself than I can be by reality. I guess I don't know. But my life the ain't curse great. Of success, because let's say you get very successful and everywhere you go, everybody's kissing your ass. Oh my God, you're so smart. Ashley mm-hmm. Larry is so great. I'm rich, bitch! Like, they're doing all this shit everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Everybody tells you every joke, everything yep. you say. Even when you're not funny, they tell you you're fucking funny. Then some dude comes along and's like, yo, so would you get the Mayor Force uh, ones after they gave you 30 bucks? Like, oh, yeah. motherfucker! I'm yeah. dying now, motherfucking rise bitch! <laughs> yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> yes. They put me up front of the stage. You know when Jesus... Came to the parables on the first <laughs> Sunday. Meow. <laughs> oh, motherfuckers, I'm leaving. So yeah. it's like that kind of thing. Got no Rollins, what a one. So I get. It. Oh man. Well, Cork, you got any opinions? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes people get all uh, offended when when they get their art gets attacked and their their lifestyle gets attacked. I've been there. I've had a little outburst with uh, <laughs> somebody. I don't get it. What are you talking about, Corky? Huh? I didn't I walk out. But, uh, what? Your videos are terrible. Like, why you this? I think they're this sort of... This is shit videos. I think there also is like oh. sort of like an inherent... Why is my dog... What? Why is my dog pissing on my bed? That's <laughs> hey, too hard. Somebody, somebody just got $30 for doing Hell comedy. Yeah, nice. Wow. Yeah, I came through, I saw are you splitting that amongst your, at least your host? Jesus. <laughs> no, it's for the Ding Dong show. Oh, there you go. Nice, dude. Make it money. I saw that transfigure. Yeah. Doing comedy. Uh, I it's, from, uh, it's from Hans. Yep. What a nice guy. Man. The God. Uh, did you guys get yours yet? Yeah, oh, I just got it recently. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're just revealing everybody's uh, financial statements right now. Oh, they, they talked about yeah. on the show. Yeah, that's cool. That's really he, nice he, of him. They announced it right on the show that he's like, "I'm gonna give everybody thirty dollars tonight." That's such a weird number too, to be honest. Yeah. Granted, it's, it's appreciated. Nice yeah. Yeah. It's like that thing in a, I think which one? With one of the scary movies, I think it was four. Where a Leslie Nielsen like hits a, an alien with the truck and is like, "Let's not go to insurance. Here's a uh, forty-eight dollars." The guy who's saying <laughs> can't <laughs> live without you. Living is without you. He was in a movie. Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking Harry. Yeah. Honestly, I should have brought that up more. My dad was in those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was he really? He's in every single. Yeah, he's in yeah, every he one of them as a separate character, and he's like the executive producer of the third one. Yeah, another yeah, comic. My dad is one of the two credited writers of basketball. Ooh, yeah. really? That was my a terrible movie. He's the fireman by him making up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're a little dad. Hollywood boy. Yeah, I really, like I really should Dalia, be farther ahead. One of the, one of the writers of uh of basketballs and right. 
I really, honestly, with the connections and pedigree I have, I really should be farther ahead. It's just my uh, disgusting lack of talent and motivation. Yeah, um, don't but anyway, call it your pedigree, please. That's what it is. It's called a pedigree. It's breeding. <laughs> it's it's a little it's a little snooty. <laughs> At least it's pedigree in Hollywood. It's typically pedophile. But hey, hey, hey. hey. Yeah. we'll go far. Really, uh, I really wanted. To, I wish I'd had him on my podcast before he passed. To be honest, I really uh, had planned that. The child. <laughs> What? Wait, who, have who on the podcast? My dad. Oh. dad. I wanted to have my dad on the, my podcast. That would have been that. nice. A nice little. It would have been amazing. Friedman. He could have told him uh, some amazing stories. Uh, I just yeah. never did it. Regret that. Was he part of any like secret societies? Unfortunately, not that I know. We wouldn't have like we would we wouldn't be living in a like two bedroom in Glendale. Ever <laughs> watched a Bohemian Grove? Yeah, no. <laughs> Again with the Bohemian Grove. Not even the Grove in fucking L.A. He couldn't get into. Uh, I love that place. I've I've never bought anything there, but I'll just walk right to Whole Foods. But yeah. I walk through it to burn, get to Whole Foods. Burn yeah. an effigy made of grains. Yeah, that didn't land yeah. as much as I thought. <laughs> he, had this, he had this actually great story about the actor Jeffrey Wright. You know the guy from who's now famous for like Bond movies. Because mm-hmm. my dad's name was Jeff Wright. Mm. And uh, back in the day with the, the Screen Actors Guild, you could only have one person having the same name. What, and so my Hubbard. dad got Jeff Wright. My dad got Jeff Wright. And so Jeffrey Wright allegedly came up to him at a party and complained about that because he wanted to be Jeff Wright. Why wouldn't they let him? Because SAG rules. Mm, Jeffrey was his... They have to go with Jeffrey first. And then if they can go later, they have to add the, the Jeff. No, my dad, was, my dad was the first Jeff Wright in the... Sag, I guess. I don't know. That seems yeah, stupid, but that's what I was told. Yeah. Uh, cool. But that's why Jeffrey Wright Hubbard wanted it. that. I don't know. Because it's question. It's, yeah. Is that the reason for most screen names when actors give themselves a different like pen name screen H- name? H. John. I don't Benjamin. know. I think the rules have changed. To be honest. H. John Benjamin. I'm sure he's a product of that too. And uh, L. Rod Hubbard. I know L. Rod Hubbard for sure is because he because it was something about a with the book deal they had to change it. So he wants to start just going by Elrod because there was a guy in the same company or so, something like that. Is that, why, is that why certain people take their middle name? That's yeah, exactly what we're talking about. Yep. James Paul McCartney. <laughs> Thomas, Jack, Thomas Jack Black. Yeah, for me, Danger Dave Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danger is, my la- Danger is my last name. <laughs> The what do you guys think about the poor schmuck from uh, Miramar, the ca- comedian that's six years old that apparently is being uh, detained and was arrested for speaking out against the government? I've do you not think, heard of this. Do you think that that'll happen here? I mean, they already they already had a podcaster. The Capitol Police had a podcaster. Um, they they Capitol Police in Washington D.C. I guess got a call from somebody. That was criticizing AOC on his podcast, and the police in California showed up to his house. The funniest thing about this is they lumped him in with the MAGA people. This Mm. guy was criticizing AOC from the left. He was like a communist. (laughs) It's like she's just not being left enough. Basically, it's the funniest thing to me. Her her point was like he's being lumped in with MAGA, and it's like that's like the person at the protest at the 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 sixth event. 
where they had a fucking Gadsden flag and yeah. they got trampled to death. It's like, no, that's the one thing I requested specifically to not happen. Please do not tread on me. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that happened. I didn't even think about also that. Also funny is the guy who tased himself in the balls until he died. That was also very funny. But the Gadsden flag trampling was hysterical to me because it's like, <laughs> oh no, that's the one thing I requested. That's that why the snake is in pieces. Because like, yeah. it just proves... Yeah. Don't tread on me. But yeah, yeah, it's funny to me that he's being lumped in with a bunch of right wingers just because he's criticizing her from a leftist perspective. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. not communist enough. He was so it was so <laughs> mundane, such a mundane of a point. It was like, I disagree with her outlook on this or something. And that was the oh, tweet. Yeah. I was like, okay. I remember when when she tweeted out that some short person had stolen her shoes from her office, which I don't know why she'd have shoes in her office, but I'm also not a lady congressman. A congress lady. Um, but then everyone was saying, oh, they're 5'4"? Oh, no, I guess we know Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I love dunking on Ben Shapiro just for short, being short. I don't know much about his stuff, but it's funny. I like height jokes now a lot. Just calling people short is very funny. Like, one of the most biting things about Elliot Page... Well, one of the most biting, like, attacks on Elliot Page I've ever seen is just they posted his height, which is 5'4". <laughs> it's like, lol, manlet. Yeah. It was the funniest thing possible to me. Not had, criticizing anything else but the height. I had a joke about um how motherfuckers only motherfuckers under six foot count their height with halves and quarter inches. Oh. You never hear a motherfucker over six foot be like, Yeah, I'm six two and a half. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. People love tall people, dude. They give them everything. Well, not me. But, well you I'm six people. two. I should Virgin say tall three. and lanky people. Yeah, that's true. Lanky, trying to get lanky. Lan yeah, there you go. Trying to get, get lanky. Get a, get these, you gotta get into that fucking gym. Just, dish, dish, oh, yeah, I've been working dish. on arms lately, too. Hell yeah. Dish. Those last two doges are the hard ones. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, the Miramar guy. I actually am a little worried about it because I could have been that guy. I was just listening to one of my oh, old yeah. songs. And at the end of the song, I tell everybody to run into Congress and drag them into the street. Oh, shit. Country. Yeah. So if I was a little bit big enough, they could have listened to that lyric just like they did some of these rappers for the Asian stuff and be like, Carl, you told everybody to run into Congress oh, and attack shit. the government. Which have I you ever heard of Barricade Garage? Because that guy goes there, and I'm worried for him at this point now. Barricade Garage is great. Wait, what he does a lot of amazing stuff. What are they doing with SoundCloud rappers and going back and listening to, to, or going back to listen to rappers singing about Asian hate? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This guy, what, Young Gotti or one of YG, I think he had, he had a song or something. Where he said like one line about like robbing Asian people 10 years ago. And motherfucking iTunes pulled the song wow. and said they got to redo it and take Granted, it out. That's kind of a blessing for a bunch him. of old people. Uh, shit and whatnot and like changing it. And I'm like, fuck, like Asians. They got reparations before we did. The fuck's going on? Yeah. See, it's funny because Asians. Well, see, so in in L.A. and in San Francisco, in county jail, Armenians roll with the Mexicans, and that's because <laughs> that's the reason for, for that is because we pay ten percent of on our books anything, and they to for to the Mexicans for protection. Yeah. Okay, and I like to be part of like, okay, because the the white boys don't have that shit in there. So we go yeah. roll with the Mexicans, and plus we do a lot of business together, I guess, on the black on the black market. So, um, so for, in the same way, <clears throat> Asians roll with the black people, and Asians pay them. And like this is a blanket all Asians. They they pay the black guys 
10% of their books for protection. And it's the same exact shit. So I wonder if that has something to do with this. Yeah, they're riding our wave. I'm pissed. See? Yeah. We didn't get any money for this shit. (laughs) Where's my check? (laughs) Protect Asians all you want. Can I get a reparations check to help me protect them? You gotta, you gotta I think go. Patrice O'Neill actually had an amazing idea for reparations, to be honest. is like a timed exclusivity for like people of color don't pay taxes would like be exempt from taxes. Mm-hmm. And on, honestly, I think that might be a great idea. So yeah, that would be allow people who will build wealth to build wealth much better. And I think that would be great to eventually also offer to other people too, everyone. And then but, what's going to happen is part of my, my tax plan for my presidential campaign because I have a two-term reparations plan. Because first you got to fix the economy first because everybody's so fucking broke. They're not going to let you give black people money being broke. So you got to fix the economy, then get reparations. But reparations ain't going to be no cash. Fuck that shit. It's going to be services like HUD housing, EBT. So you the guy makes $2 million a year. EBT. And my rule is that the black people have to move into a black neighborhood like the Indians have reservations because Philly's majority <laughs> black, Baltimore's majority black, a lot of cities in Alabama majority black. Since those places are already just like the Indian reservations are already dominated by those people, black people should be able to move back in and pay low rent just like the Indians. There's people that are like white, like Elizabeth Warren paying $25 for a fucking oh, yeah. house in Oklahoma because, you know, her great great granddad paid a $5 Indian off. So I think black people should have something like that with more resources and the plans for the next 200 years. Because if you don't got to worry about your bills and your health care and education and all that shit, you can fucking save money. Dude, and they can still yeah. pay taxes. You feel me? Look, that for the for the uh, the only problem with the Patrice idea is if is you start having, OK, adopt a black person kind of a thing. Like, all right, I'm going to give you a bunch of money and we're going to write this contract. Because the company's going to go under your name. We're not going to pay any taxes. And then you just get, all you do is you get all that tax money that I save. You get that at the end. You don't have to do anything. Just sign right here. Uh, I'm already ahead of your game. Uh, okay. I, I don't know about Elizabeth Warren. I don't trust these $5 players <laughs> either. They I also not think that's planet, not a bad idea. ADOS, which is American Descendants of Slavery. Because a lot of them Caribbeans and Haitians and all them dudes, they ain't from here. But my, they also, got, by I the way, certificates and records and family trees that's been recorded back since the 1800s. So anybody that wants it, number one, has to be a taxpayer. And number two, is yeah. going to have to verify uh, their family history here since the 1800s. So it's not you ain't going to just be able to pick nobody up uh, off the joint. And if anything, if that kid has it, no, that kid has it. You don't. So he yeah. gets free health care. When he moves out of your house, he gets above cheap rent. Oh, that's, you can move in with him if you want. But nah, nah, just because you're in your crib, nah, it don't work like that, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that's supposed to pass down and really be isolated to the specific black people who were here, who fought for all the shit that helped everybody else who's an immigrant now come over here and party off of what we got. I yeah. love it. Okay. Corky, what, what kind of atrocities did your family endure and or inflict well, on other people? Well, for one thing, I have some finger atrocities in my family. <laughs> Well, for one comedy? thing, comedy. I'm just joking. Yes, well, for one no, thing, that's just me. Okay. I'm talking about my family. They, so, you know, sorry, go, I go. actually am a descendant of Robert E. Lee. Hey, Quinn, which I've always found funny because I'm I'm specifically attracted to women of color. Like, so was they, as my old joke used to be. All funny women that are they color. Make women of, fuck white women, dude. Fuck them. <laughs> I don't the, want them actually. White but is, is if a I have some time. But. All of a sudden, the the like the coalition of people of color came out and said that Slavic people are now people of color, which oh, that yeah. considers Cubans me because too? 
Anybody who was uh, basically... Or no, Cubans are white now. Basically, anybody who'd been uh, persecuted by the by the USSR is now considered a person of color. And eventually, it's going to turn into white people. But hold on, Corky. Go on what you were saying. We fucking we stepped all over you. Well, cool yeah, but hang on. So okay. I, my joke was that black women make my South rise continuously. Like, most every day. Uh, okay. That wasn't worth it. Corky, go on. No, it wasn't. <laughs> was I supposed to say? I don't remember, dude. Where were, where were you going with this, dude? You started uh, yeah. talking about something. I don't. I don't even remember what I was saying. Uh, you asked me something. Day. I don't remember what. What else, man? Let's so, talk about Corky's family atrocities. What's your family from, Corky? Italy. They changed the the oh, original. Oh, that's atrocity being from Italy. What? You guys are Irish and Scottish. You Italian. guys were the original black guys before they freed us. They used to hate all you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And they, they couldn't even get our last name right. So they're like, oh, you're from a place called this. And then they yeah. write it down as their last name. And they couldn't even spell that right. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but to be honest, the Italians, to quote the great Nick Mullen, just how the Italians come up with their <clears> name <throat> is they put a straw in a cup of olive oil and just go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, or they put marbles in their mouth and go, blah, blah, blah. that's the Italian name. Yeah. <laughs> so powerful. God damn, come to yeah. rules, dude. Is that how they came with Caravello? Yeah. You, you dropped off a little bit over there. What was that, sir? Carvello. Carmelo. Carmelo. Perry. Carmelo. No, it's funny because my ex-girlfriend, her mom and her dad met in ESL class, which is English as a, as a second language here in the great city of Pasadena. I thought you were going to say Wow. It's my old stomping grounds, actually. Yeah. Pass, and... Uh, and they were in ESL class, and he goes, "Are you angry?" And he goes, "She goes, I don't know if he say, he asks if I angry, if I agree, if I angry." From so Hungary, I thought that was funny. I'm from Hungary. Well, that yeah, happened what? to me, which was not that, but uh, my mom, my sister married a uh, what Armenians would call an odar, which is like the <laughs> same for instead of uh, a goyim. In Jewish, you know, like somebody that's not Jewish to a Jew is called a goyim. It's the same thing for Armenians. An Armenian, a non-Armenian to Armenian is called an odar. Okay, so she married a white guy, and um, his his mom, his grandmother was from New Ca- New Canaan, and my grandfather was from Ukraine. I'm Ukrainian. New Canaan, Ukrainian. New Canaan. I'm from New Canaan too. Anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm afraid. Do you guys have any other topics you guys want to talk about? Anything interesting happening in the news or with yourselves? To Corey or Mister anybody? anybody? I can't really think of any. I think it'd be really good if we kind of maybe do like a little improv thing, and then we can kind of wrap it up and give our social media. All right, sounds good. And then, okay. Because you really got me going with those accents. I was thinking like, oh, Marlon, yeah. look at this fucking guy over here. You want, guy over here. you want an appearance from Skin Flick? Yeah. Hell oh, yeah, fucking guy Skin Flick. I, I heard this guy thinks he's connected. You know what this I mean? fucking guy. Oh, whoa. Take oh, it no. easy. <laughs> here take we go. Motherfucker, you better. You oh, better goddamn give me my goddamn oh, protection second. money. Take it easy. I don't know. What's, what's the control group here? What's the what's the parameters of our... You say what's improv? the controls? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just got a PS4. Last was four two had some pretty confusing controls at first, but then again I was well, take blasted on not sleeping. first first the gun, now the video game talk. I'm I'm about to piss my pants. <laughs> oh shit, it's gonna go off on the magazine. Yeah, Dude. I just I have it in my offhand, so I press the mag release with my four right finger. Oh, shit. Okay, you dropped the whole gun. Remember that part? Yeah, watch the shield where no. he, he um he took the magazine out. He was about to go in and uh, talk to the gang leader. So they uh, confront him at the front, and they're like, "Oh, show us your gun." He's like, "You know what? Look, here's the magazine." And they let him in. Later yeah. on, they're they're like, he held the guy the gun up to the leader, and and he's like, "Either we're gonna leave this basement together, or we're gonna leave this life together," and then they're like. Oh, oh, we got the magazine. He's like, there's still one in the chamber, dickhead. It'd be very funny if it was one that had a magazine lock where you can't fire without the magazine in. A lot of guns <laughs> do have that as a safety feature. I actually have a script I'm writing where it will have that line. Oh, thanks. Where it's like, yeah, there's, I still have one in the chamber. It's like, oh, still have one. There's still a mag lock or something or whatever. Oh, uh, I got an improv scene. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it, baby. So we're at the, 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 the Starbucks in Glendale. Skin flick is behind the register. Corky is coming in to get some coffee and he can't get it black, so that's gonna be the discrepancy. Right. And then we'll fill in from there. Alright. Start right. scene. Quick question. Quick question though. Is is that where in Glendale is that? At? Uh near the Gamtube about that one. Okay. Right on brand. It's near the Hurshazan. Yeah. Alright. Alright, this is me starting. Wait, who's ordering and who am I again? Corky's ordering. Skin flick is behind the I'm counter. I'm the barista. Okay. You, you, sir, are going to be a random troublemaker. So okay, I'll be random. Dive in when something feels good. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very weak at improv, so I'll, I'll fill in where, where I can, and I'll make it noticeable. Or you can be a crazy homeless right man that comes in randomly. Oh. Our crazy Armenian <laughs> homeless man got it. Okay. So just play yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you get me, Quinn. <laughs> Literal Quinn over here. Rich Faust. And we'll start with the door ring of him hitting the door. You know how they got the little bells on the door? So we'll start with that. And that's how he knows. I thought I just can get a Three, cup of coffee. Two, one. Sorry. Cling, cling. Hey. You just, threw, you just threw the spit in your mouth, Rich. You just put beans. <laughs> just have I hot just, spit. I tried you to got drink your coffee the right coffee there. and I just drank Bonnie. the saliva in my mouth. Bonnie. Bonnie, oh, sorry, I need sorry. Okay. to eat my spit up. Now I can eat to eat my, my God spit damn, up. I fucking love okay, it. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Let's start the scene again. Yes. Hurry. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Hey, uh, you you work here? Yeah, I, I work here. See your behind the counter and everything. I just yeah, that's scared. because I work here, kid. Oh, let me get a medium. Con it's no, not what it's we call it. We call it venti. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's, it's a venti, you mean? We want a venti? You want a grandi? I don't want a vent right now. But give me a tall. Tall? Okay, a small one. Give me a tall coffee with nothing in it. I want a black. Is that some kind of race thing, man? Well, I am pretty fast. No one can catch up to me. <laughs> oh, you're being cute. Okay. Well, uh, you know I, mean? I, I gotta have all racists leave my fucking store. You think you can own black people in your coffee? What? <laughs> Look, there's only one you thing. You think you I can want. own black things like people? I'm sure. That's what you think you could drink them. 
I mean, you could you could you could drink a person if you try. I bet you could, buddy. You drink a certain thing from a person. I'm sure. Well, like Bear Grylls style. Yeah. Piss. <laughs> Listen, man. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. I just get want the my fuck co- out of here. I just want my coffee. Get the fuck buddy. out of here, you fucking racist. Hey, hey, fuck okay. off. I'll put it, John. Put that shit down. What is hey, this? hey, what is? Hey, get the fucking shit out of here. Hey, hey, put that down. The, the guy just wants his shit black. What's yeah. the What's the big deal, man? You want getting, your shit black? You know I'm what? Gonna, I'm you drink a, some fucking paint. The I'm getting a pe- and then you'll shit a, black for a week. I've done it. <laughs> I'm getting a PTSD flashback right now <laughs> from a <laughs> from a VR game. Were <laughs> <laughs> you with Red Band? <laughs> Nah. Okay. You know that next cast member were right. We were we are retarded. <laughs> she was right. That's right. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That was great. Thank you, Conley. This is I like it. Yeah. I've always, dude. I love. I want to tell you real quick before we get we start wrapping it up over here. The dude, I loved whose line is it anyway for such a long time, man. It's such a great fucking show. I had this, um, I had this, uh, not, not I had, but I used to always see this meme online of one of the Colin Mockery bits. And I'm going to tell it to you now, which is, and I'm going to try not to fuck it up. So he's playing just like a newscaster, I guess. He goes, in recent news. Known hitman Two Shoes McClarty was indicted today on charges of beating a cow to death in a rice field using only two small porcelain figurines. The police said it's the first known case of a knickknack paddywhack. <laughs> and I know I know I already fucked that up, so but that was very hard to cut to remember. Yeah. But um yeah, dude, Colin is the shit, man. Something about Canadians and the improv is just they've got a really strong improv scene up yeah, there. The it must be all great. the snow. Let me tell you something. You, hold on. You do you ever notice that like people always attribute a lot of like hardship to just uh, must be the snow. Is it just because like yeah. it's winter's hard? I just the snow stinks. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, it's yeah. pretty much my entire life. Any snow, snow enjoyer should be put into a fucking wood chipper. Yeah, driving in it is shitty. Wake up, even when there's not snow, you got fucking frost on your windshield. You gotta either defrost it or scrape it off. If you gotta go to work early, it fucking sucks. Yeah. If you enjoy snow, snow, probably also don't talk bad about cocaine. It is fun when you're a little kid. When I was a little kid, before I had to shovel snow, I loved it. Went out, dove in it, pulled around, got wet as fuck, came in shivering. Mama heats you up. But once you get about 14, 15, there's, instead of waking up, you get hit with a fucking shovel. Like, yeah, four feet of snow yeah. outside, get it done. Yep. And that's when the yeah. snow was no longer fun. Or going to work in it, or standing in the cold. This is why I moved to L.A. Fuck yeah, snow, day, uh, snow days back in the day meant days off for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. We needed at least six to twelve inches of snow. Wow. That should be five and a half inches. They like take your Everything ass out is there. difficult. <laughs> Everything in, from Philly is more difficult. The fucking Horrible. the conditions, the women. <laughs> the women smells like urine all the time. Ooh. Yeah. That's one of the perks though. Sure. <laughs> oh, you know what I want I wanna watch that rewatch that Rocket Power episode where it snows. They have a snow day. 
Yeah. When it comes to cocaine, I'm a. Totally I want to watch kid. that that fucking Magic School Bus episode where Carlo, where the that fucking nerd kid fucking dies. <laughs> he takes his helmet off in space and dies. What? He actually they actually kill a kid off and in, in basically in... I don't know how they retconned that. No, he doesn't die. Because he takes his fucking helmet off on the moon and his face freezes and he dies. It's awesome. I love cartoons, don't man. Don't it away. Cartoons rule, dude. I don't you know. I'm not weird into manga. This... Manga. Manga. Like it's just cartoons from Japan, and typically, I know. like, I like great Ameri- shit good old wait, 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 wait. Is the manga cartoons. like porn, though? It's no. That's there's specific types, but there also has an American counterpart. Well, I put in manga. That's what I get. I don't like shit. drama that cartoons. Means... I feel like I all mean, most dramatic as fuck. I'm, I feel like most manga and fucking anime is like drama in a cartoon form. No, you got to look up shit like Azumanga Daio, which is amazing. That already it's has slice a of life. Name. It's amazing. It's honestly one of the best animes there ever was. Uh, it it was it's it was basically uh, in its manga format. It was it was four panel like. The funny papers in America, it's the equivalent of the comics. But the the anime is great because it takes it to another level with voice acting and music. Don't watch the English dub, it's shit, and also causes cognitive dissonance because the story is just four girls, or it's just a group of girls going through high school and ah. the shenanigans oh, that happen. Oh, there's and no sex. Let no, me no there's, there's a creepy teacher that yeah. occasionally like gets weird, but that's yeah. the extent of it. Mm-hmm. It like, is really wholesome and charming. Apparently, the mangaka did used to do like porno mags, though. But he doesn't. He only does like super wholesome content now. Uh, Kiyohiko Azuma is the guy's name. He also did this comic called Yatsubato, which I love even more maybe than Azumangataya, which was a staple of my childhood. But Yatsubato is just a six-year-old and her life, or five-year-old and her living, and that's it. And one of my favorite. There's that's the most wholesome thing possible. I also recently got into this new Netflix show that I like the manga of this better, but it's called Way of the House Husband. And it's literally the same Boy, I joke. Gave the every, green light on this one, didn't I? Every bit is very is the same thing. Where it's just, oh, he's saying things that it sounds like he's he's an ex yakuza. So he's saying things that sound like he's being a yakuza, but nope, it's something banal and, and house husbandy. And it's Whoa. funny every every time. I'm literally uh, that's growing a very glasses. Funny one. Huh? I'm literally growing glasses. It's a great show. I mean, granted, not everything can be like super serious and dark and depressing Obviously. like Berserk. Yeah, obviously. And Ghost in the Shell. I like Bob's Burgers, dude. Bob's Burgers, I haven't watched, but I've heard it's good. Good old fashioned Bob's Burgers. But yeah, it's great. I actually just got. um, There's another good one that's on HBO Max called Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin, which is just three girls in high school making anime in a club. And I think it should be required viewing for every animator. What's it with you? Because I did classes for anime. Cartoons. They're fun, they're wholesome, they're charming. They're, they're the not... best thing for me about it is that these girls like have a set art style within the animated universe. Yeah, because they're they're animators themselves. They have a different style of art than the animation of the show, and it's that's a distinct, very beautiful art style to me. But it's yeah. also just charming because it's like their their aspect, like the lead girl Akusa, Asakusa. I know a dude that is literally just her, and it's very funny to me. The same exact personality, and it's yeah. it. I know these people having run an animator circle. It's very on the like, huh. it's it's very realistic in their portrayal of people. Man, only a virgin nerd can find every television show with a bunch of hot chicks that ain't fucking. They're not hot. What's going on there? You no, need animated one, but they're also not designed to be. This guy's a hentai. 
Get this man some hentai. He's there to learn about the topics. He's not there to learn about no, it's like fun, anatomy. It's, it's, they, they're living their it's lives fun. and yeah, it's fun. Vicariously. You're living through their lives no, vicariously. I mean, not really. I'm just observing charmingness. You're right. Yes. And the it has a lot of like, feelings terms. they can think. I mean, there's also the works of Satoshi Khan, which are typically either dark or really charming. I Satoshi, mean, his name like, Satoshi Khan. It's... Satoshi Khan. His his stuff is inspired Nolan, and Requiem for a Dream was inspired. Like Black Swan was supposed to be Perfect Blue's live action adaptation. Why does Swan gotta be black? Because it's the story of Black Swan. I don't know. Yeah, you've got to ask. You've got to ask. Uh, what's his name? The director on that. I don't know. It was supposed to be blue. Couldn't resist. Yeah, I know. I mean, but Perfect Blue is fantastic. Why it's does a great... Why does Quentin Tarantino use the N word so much in Django? Because and only shoot feet. It's fucking now. hilarious. Well, all he does is shoot like, feet. Like back Django and trying to redo it. He could. No. He didn't say. He didn't say they something about. They wanted to cast someone like, else for his Django. part in Pulp he, Fiction, he but he chicks. just insisted, "I have to do this part. It's yeah. my calling." Just yeah. saying the N word. This exactly. isn't dead N word storage, you know. <laughs> Yeah. He just had to say it. Yeah. Every move. It was originally going to be like. We can learn a lot from him. Hey, Karki, what you got over there? Oh, hey. Because it's pirates. The swarm in the place. I'm all tied up. Oh, shit. Injecting me. Skin flick was there to save you. Pirates had. not, though. I can't believe pirates had that shit back then. I was trying to go to the dentist. Did you get your wooden teeth? Did you know that George Washington did not have wooden teeth? He had teeth from other animals. Slaves' teeth, actually. Yeah, well, it's not. It wasn't just slaves. I'm also descendant of him. But he did have a couple pigs' teeth, I think. Yeah. Are you? you Are black people? I actually have another friend in on Discord who's a descendant of George Washington as well. I mean, dude, Uh fucked. Damn. He did have a lot of slaves. He was doing some fucking. Yeah, it's weird how our founding fathers are like, all men are created equal. I own some of them. All right, great evil. Leave on, get your ass out there and pick that him. Yeah. <laughs> Jefferson, Jesus Christ. Whoa, that man fucked. He was fucking. See, he could, you can't be racist and fuck that many black girls. You can if you you, you no. own them. It's also rape. It might help Quinn. You should be I'm sure he might have loved some of them. I'm not actually related to Jefferson taste in women. I need to see a sketch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I need to see a painting. Yeah. Like we'll call it snow day. Dude, I have yeah. a theory that they just paid, I just that they paid all that money. To to make the movie Cats, just so some fucking creepy perverted fucking executive producer could have like thirty right. hours of uh, Taylor Swift just behind her green screen in like a spandex, just run, just like prancing around everywhere. No, I think it was creepier than that. I think they wanted the animated buttholes on the cats because they're a bunch of furries. Yiff in hell. Wait, wait, they had buttholes in the cats. There was a cut they had buttholes, yeah. Yeah, they they had to cut the buttholes out. Forget the Snyder cut. Forget the Snyder cut. Let's do butthole cut. So so what's (laughs) the story about it? They had to just cut the the butts out? It probably was a simple fix. We just delete that layer in the, like, in the... There's how CG works is there layers, sort of. Yeah. In certain times, you delete the texture layer of the butthole. All right, the butthole layer. Yeah, it <laughs> probably would have been an actually a simple fix. You wouldn't have to redo all the CGI. You just delete the butthole. Right, right, right. No, I get um, that. 
but it's just funny that they thought this would be a thing that they would want in their film. And yeah, and they have, and then they have Cloris Leachman grooming herself. Yeah, <laughs> was it Cloris Leachman or isn't she dead? Where is it? Judy She's dead Dench. now. I don't. She Judy died, Dench. Yeah, thanks, Cloris she died of shame. Hopefully. <laughs> Judy Dench, I'm talking about Dame Judy Dench. Um, well, uh, Gilbert Godfrey has the best roast joke, one of the best roast jokes, which is, uh, uh, Cloris Leachman, you're you're so old, your tits are labeled whites only and colored. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's fucking good. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> did you see Ari's latest Instagram post about uh, Bernie Madoff who passed? No, oh, oh so it's dense. so fucking funny because he just it's like good night, sweet prince. <laughs> it's a total inversion of his usual, which is hysterical. Yeah, because he was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, are you fucking rules, dude? Some, I, he's such a good dude. I don't remember. I don't remember the person who said that joke, but it was like, who do? You, how do you trust a guy named Madoff? Yeah, he uh, made off with all that money. Yeah, exactly. Hey, oh, that's a heck bit. It, but I mean, that, somebody invented. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. The it's like a made off with all that money. Like, who's a comedian must have done that on stage somewhere. I'm sure that was hack even before it was conceptualized. To be honest, before it was conceptualized to be hack, it was before hack came was out a thing. Hack, free hack, yeah. Imagine we lived in a time where there was no even such the thing first as hacky time comedy. that was overused. Only hacky comedy was was comedy that was. Honestly, being... I have no thing about no thing about being. I don't give a shit if it's if it's funny. Hey. It's funny. It can still be hack, and it's still funny. Hey guys, I'm wrapping myself in a tortilla. I'm becoming a fajita. Yeah, <laughs> you're something similar to that. Hey oh. <laughs> hey, I thought you didn't like anime. Dragon Ball Z, my dude. Yeah. Vegeta. <laughs> Over nine thousand. <laughs> oh man, that's classic mm. shit. Oh yeah. Vegeta is my favorite Japanimation character in the world. No, I, man, I, I Goku. Want to Vegeta when I grow up. I think he's just what, the hardest. What about my boy Yamcha? Krillin, too, was a short king. They're cool, so. but I like Vegeta's anger. I like his frustration. Yeah, I like his dope as fuck. He fights to the death with Goku, and he's like, after we beat this motherfucker, I'm going to kill you, dog. <laughs> also, <laughs> fuck Bulma. Yeah. Okay, that's my favorite part of all of Dragon Ball Z, and it doesn't even come until Dragon Ball Z Super. Which is anytime the baby starts crying, he fucking just automatically glows to blue. You know what I mean? Blue hair, yeah. whatever. God mode. Whatever that's that's, I think that's three. That's hilarious <laughs> to me. Like every single time. <laughs> and I actually have Dragon Ball Z card game. Like the card game. Still. Yeah. I have them. Those cards from the day. That's cool. I remember. The it Star was like Yu-Gi-Oh! But Dragon Ball Z. Or Pokemon. But Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. yeah. They're the new Jedi's. Super Saiyans are the new Jedi's. They're much cooler. Well, my hymen just grew black back. Well, <laughs> I have a new hymen now. Pop I my just treated like hymen Roth. All, all these murdered. German, all these German references. I just I can't keep up. with It's the Godfather. Oh okay. Oh yeah, Roth. That's right. That's he's not even yep. German. He's Jewish. Yeah. Didn't he get? Sh he got shot in the eye, didn't he? Wasn't that hymen Roth? Mm -hmm. I know that dude dies. Roth. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a good episode. You guys are pretty fun. Yeah. We should have you Thank on you. more often. Definitely. Yeah. yeah nothing else going on in my life. All right, uh, Mr. C. Why don't you give us some of your social medias? Oh yeah, just Poppy Carl on Instagram, Mr. C. The Enforcer. Just Google it and whatnot. Check out the Skit Bags, the Skit Bag Entertainment. 
Uh, also, check out a new film that I'm in uh, yeah. called Cross, Rise of the Villains. It is on Netflix right now. It's got Trejo, Austin Green, Boom Ferrigno, Juhan Jones, like eight, nine people that you done heard of. I'm Manu Ilani from the old Star Trek shit. All that. I'm in a scene with him, and I'm at 13 minutes, 18 minutes, and 58 minutes. Check yeah. that out on Netflix. It's Cross Rise of the Villains. And of course, come back and check out These Boys Show because this is a great yeah. podcast. Was it Luke Goss in that one? Who? Was Luke Goss in that one? No, he, he might be, but I, dude, it's so, dude, there's like 25 people in the series because yeah. it's like it's the Expendables. So it's like the, yeah. it's like the, the, the side like movie or like, you know, VOD so Expendables, like, basically. Yeah, so it's like one, and it's like the B Expendables, and then it's like the C version of the Expendables. So he's got like, 25, 30 people, like new young people that we're gonna try it out. I'm gonna watch Vinnie Jones, that real cool British guy is in it and whatnot. The real cool British oh, guy. I love Vinnie Jones. Jones. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, all of them are in it. Let me look it up. Like, What's it called again? Fucking Richard Greco is in it and whatnot. Hey, I ain't been around him the whole time because he looks so what was, shitty. What was the like, name again? Was Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, everybody's in it. If you look at the list of the people on it, you're gonna be like, yo, this is a star studded film, technically. Sick, dude. What's the name what again? Called again? What's the name? But it's fun sci-fi film. I'm just glad to tell everybody about it. What's the name What's of it? One called more time? Again? It's called Cross, like C R O S S, Rise of the Villains. It's actually part of a three series. The other ones Sick. were called Cross Wars. So the previous one. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna show you so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, the uh, uh, damn, I forgot. Wasn't I had something super relevant right now that I forgot of. But um, what about you, Quinn? What do you got to promote? Uh, I've got at Right on Target. That's Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. I just released a new video uh, detailing a my love for the Proto Men uh, band. So it's a review on their whole like discography. I can also be donate. You can also donate. Support me financially on Ko-Fi. Ko-Fi.com slash Right on Target. Uh, that's right with a W, like my last name. Like your last name, W R I G H T. We'll we'll put we'll put links to all this. Just leave it yeah. in the chat before you guys leave, so we can put all your stuff in a nice neat little package. Corky, what about you, buddy? I saw you made a nice little comedystains.com. I like it. Yeah, thank you so much. You can go ahead, man. Okay, then you know where to find me on DJ and then I'm also Dave Sarah on Instagram and Dave XL on Twitter. You'll be able to find me DJ and Dan on net. Corky, thank you so much. You can find me at Corky Comedy now on Twitter. Well, movement on Instagram. My website is Corky.biz. And also, I never added it to the thing yet, but I'm also on Ko-Fi. It's just Corky on there. Sick. I have a goal of four dollars. <laughs> is that our Scott? Is that XDDS cast member Scott Kidd in that? Yes, he is. Uh, he's wow. in my, my first scene with me and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was saying. Oh, say hey, now. there you are. Your blood zone. This last, yeah. the last thing was uh, uh, when I heard Richard Greco. Richard Greco, I was like, oh shit, the president of Hollywood. He goes, uh, uh, hey Franco, you, uh, I'm going to tell you exactly what I told uh, Richard Greco 20 years ago. Play ball, you squinty fuck. <laughs> oh, James Hong, I've worked with that. Love with that him. guy. So, yeah, all right. The guy I was thinking of that I, I've worked with actually is uh, Jeremy London. I worked with him on a film called Edge of Salvation. Oh, I could go for a London broil right now. Ooh, that's yeah. 
I'm hungry as shit too. Hell yeah. 